0: Hey guys, this is Sam and you're listening to the Facing the Sun podcast, the show that helps shine a light on building a better you. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Facing the Sun. As always, I'm Sam and you might, you might notice that my voice is a little raspy today. Um, you have to bear with me. I have been so sick. And I'm on the road to recovery, but I definitely sound like I have a wild smoking problem. Uh, But thank you for your patience. I am back as promised with the Gut Brain axis podcast episode that I promised you guys a couple weeks ago. I am so sorry for being away for so long. There has been a lot on my plate, but I am back and dialed and committed to getting you guys weekly episodes again. Uh, I have missed you. I have missed doing this. It's so good for me. And uh, I'm kind of kicking myself for putting it on the back burner, but we are back. So I have gotten a few questions when the last episode came out. People said they were really excited for the Gut-Brain Connection episode and kind of diving into what that is and how we can fix it or reset it or how we can kind of keep it in mind. And so I just want to give you a little bit of background uh, on the Gut-Brain Connection. And what it is. And so there's been a lot of research coming out recently about the gut-brain connection. People are starting to realize that it actually has a lot more importance than we realized. And so... Have you ever noticed, like have you ever had like a gut-wrenching experience or when certain situations make you feel nauseous or you feel those butterflies in your stomach? Like we use these expressions for a reason. And so your gastrointestinal tract is sensitive to emotion, anger, anxiety, sadness, happiness. All of these feelings and all your other emotions can trigger symptoms in the gut. And Harvard, my homies over at Harvard, have been teaching me a lot about this. And I'll put the link to this uh, article that I was reading in the show notes. But the brain has a direct direct effect on the stomach and intestines. So like the very thought of eating can release your stomach's juices before the food even gets there, which is crazy. And the connection goes both ways. So if you have a troubled intestine or an upset stomach or uh, an unbalanced microbiome, that can actually send signals to the brain. And can cause anxiety and vice versa. So if you have a troubled brain, it can send signals to your gut. So a person's stomach or intestinal distress can be the cause or the product of anxiety, stress, or depression, which is crazy because for a long time I thought it was just, oh, I have anxiety and it's making my stomach upset. I thought it was a one-way street and it's absolutely not. So because they're so closely related, it becomes a lot easier to understand why you might feel nauseous before doing things or feel anxiety or intestinal pain during times of stress. So although we kind of have to be careful because I do think that the brain has a lot of power in how we think and how that manifests in our body, specifically I'm talking today about taking care of your gut biome and your stomach to help your brain function better. So we're going to be talking about that street that way from the gut to the brain today. So... We're going to back up for a little bit for some context. Uh, I was a competitive swimmer for 12 years, and I loved it. It was my pride and joy. I identified as a swimmer for so long. That's what I did. That's what I was good at. And I, I I was in really good shape just from training all day, every day, you know, in the morning before school and in the evening for three hours after school. And I was really good at it, you know. Got a couple state titles under my belt. Got some D one uh, scholarship offers, and uh, unfortunately, I got injured um, in the beginning of my collegiate career and had to retire. Um, they just didn't want to rehab me, and so uh, when I retired, I didn't really. I I didn't immediately find a sport that I was really excited about. I would like try to go to the gym and. You know, run on the treadmill, and that was really boring and <laughs> it just wasn't satisfying. And but I still had the appetite of a swimmer, I'll tell you what. And so, uh, I gained 75 pounds my freshman year of college. Talk about the fucking freshman 15. No way for me, the freshman 75. And uh, I had just gotten married too, which is a story for another day. I know I've talked about that a little bit on this podcast, um, but. I ended up moving out to the burbs, to the suburbs in middle of nowhere, and all I wanted to do when I got married was bake, (laughs) and so I was baking cookies and cakes like every single night. Talk about being a homemaker or something, but I would bake cookies every night, and we would eat those cookies every single night, and so I just kept gaining weight, and I was just so wildly unhappy, and at the base of my neighborhood uh, where our house was, there was a CrossFit gym. And I'm just going to stop you right now before you have any shit to say about CrossFit. I understand. I get it. I know both sides to that coin. But CrossFit saved my life, and I will love it forever for that. So if you want to talk shit, you send me a message, and let's talk about CrossFit. But for now, we're going to talk about how awesome it is. Um, I walked in. I was so nervous. I had signed up for a class, an intro class, and ended up canceling twice before I went in just because I was so nervous about You know, being heavy and not being able to do any of the movements and what if people judged me and what if I just couldn't do it? I was so used to being a good athlete. I mean, I was the best in the state at what I did before and now I was starting at square one, essentially. But I walked in and I never looked back. I went every single day after that. I made some great friends. Uh, I have some beautiful, beautiful memories from that time in my life, that beginning time. And so I started doing CrossFit every day, but lo and behold, I didn't change my diet and I wasn't losing weight. (laughs) How weird is that? And so I remember saying that to one of my coaches one day. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I work out really hard every day, but like the weight just isn't coming off. And they looked at me kind of with a blank stare and they were like, well, have you changed your diet? What are you eating? And I was like, oh. (laughs) Because when I was swimming, I mean, I I really didn't worry about what I was eating because I was burning so many calories. And of course, I was a teenager. Like, they have the metabolism of God, I swear. And so I was like, well, I should probably start paying attention to that. So I started tracking macros and I started actually keeping a log of how many calories I was intaking every single day. And I was eating. I mean, this is really embarrassing for me to admit now because I like to think I have a better relationship with food, but I was eating upwards of like 4,500 calories a day in like absolute shit food, like Mountain Dew and fast food on my lunch breaks at work. I worked in a call center at the time and they would bring like food trucks out for lunch every day. Like I thought, (laughs) I thought a healthy meal was one of those giant like salads from texas roadhouse (laughs) which if you look at the actual nutrition label on the menu like it's one of the worst things you can have because i would always double the dressing too oh god what a wild time in my life so i started paying attention to what i was eating and i hired a nutrition coach and i got my macros done for me and i started tracking what i was eating and ended up losing 80 pounds which is crazy um And I loved it. I mean, I loved keeping track of what I was eating. I felt better. I was doing better. And I noticed a very interesting shift in the way that my brain talked to my body when I started feeding it better. I started sleeping better. I started recovering faster. I could lift way heavier. Like everything obviously just went way better. And so I tracked my macros for, geez, better. I mean, every single day, better part of of three and a half years. Got in really good shape. And then I unfortunately had a run-in with an eating disorder. Uh, A lot of things in my life were falling apart outside of the gym and my diet. And tracking my macros was the only thing I felt like I had control over. And so I kind of obsessed over it. I would bring my scale to restaurants to, if, if I ever was okay with going out, which was very rare, I would only go to restaurants where I knew they had nutrition facts available so I could still hit my macros. I would bring my scale so I could track everything. I would plan like my week in advance for my food and never stray from my meal plan. And it became really toxic. I ended up developing an eating disorder to keep track of the one thing in my life I felt like I could control. Got way too skinny because I wasn't eating enough. There was one point where I was just eating chicken broth and carrots for a meal every day. And so I've had kind of like a volatile relationship with feeding my body for a while. And when I got divorced, I made a promise to myself that I would develop some healthy habits and some healthy viewpoints on feeding and fueling my body. Because I had kind of like Kicked it to the not kicked it to the wayside, but just it was kind of a, a collateral damage in the emotional stress stressor, stressors. Wow, that were going on in my life, and so when I got divorced and I was just you know buying groceries for one person for me, and I I could experiment with different things and I could eat whatever I, I wanted and just kind of be a little bit selfish with my meal choice. I started. I put away my scales. First of all, that was a huge thing for me. And I just started cooking what sounded good, but keeping an eye on portion sizes. I started eating carbs again, bread, fucking love bread. Uh, I didn't have bread for like a year and a half at one point uh, because I was so terrified of it, like pasta and all this good stuff. And when I started fueling my body, it actually helped in my emotional recovery with my divorce And the kind of nightmare that that was, it was a really difficult time for me. And so I noticed a change, you know, my, I didn't have as much anxiety, but I did notice when I didn't feed my body well, I had more anxiety. I would, if, you know, if I went out and ate a ton of fast food and drank alcohol, I'd wake up the next morning and my brain would just be so anxious and I'd feel super depressed. And so in doing this research for you guys on the gut brain axis, Uh, there are a lot of different ways that we can retrain almost or reset that microbiome in your gut and so let's talk about a couple of those and some that i've implemented because i noticed i had to start doing some more work on it after i got my surgery my hysterectomy uh I just want to give an absolute massive shout out to Johnny because when I was recovering from my surgery, the first thing he said to me uh, before I, one of the things he said to me before I went in uh, for the actual procedure, he said, one of the things I know for sure we can control about your recovery is what you eat. And I know that's going to have a massive impact on your recovery. And so that man cooked me three homemade meals a day for the better part of a month and a half of clean food, healthy food, wholesome food. And I know without a doubt that that had a massive impact on my recovery and how quickly I recovered and how well I recovered. I remember my doctor telling me after I got the all clear to kind of go back to working out and just regular life activities, she said that I I looked and felt like I had the surgery a year ago, not six months ago. And then I saw her for my year follow-up and she was like, it looks like nothing. If you didn't have these scars, it would look like nothing ever happened. So shout out to Johnny. I think you're amazing and also an incredible chef. So I got very, very spoiled um, for that time in my life. But for those of you who were close to me, you also know that that recovery time was an absolute shit show for my hormones and my emotions because I had a major organ removed that was in charge of regulating those emotions. And those hormones. And so when I got back into regular life and started looking at hormone therapy and how could I do that with food, uh, the internet gave me a lot of great advice, and uh, my coaches gave me a lot of great advice. And it was complex carbs, whole wheat, stuff that takes your body a little bit longer to process, to digest, that gives you more energy. Obviously, make sure you're eating enough protein to help you feel satiated. Leafy greens was the most recommended food item for anyone who wants to rebalance their gut and also rebalance their hormones. Like Kale was a huge one, which I thought was really fascinating. Uh, Carrots was also the mostly recommended vegetable, which I thought was really interesting. And then water. (laughs) I'm so bad at remembering to drink water. I have to have a Stanley at my desk. I have to have a cup on my nightstand. And then I also have one in my car now because I just, I don't remember to drink water. I just don't get thirsty, but that's a huge contributing factor is staying hydrated and making sure that your body has enough liquid. But besides your diet, I mean, you guys can go look on Pinterest and literally type in like hormone rebalancing diet or microbiome gut balancing diet. It's going to tell you to eat probiotics from like yogurt, cottage cheese also maybe take a probiotic supplement if you're not taking that already if you're drinking alcohol you should absolutely be taking a probiotic because alcohol kills all those cells in your body when you drink it so just take a daily supplement that will help out a ton i recommend the live culture ones they're a little bit more expensive but they work a lot faster to reset that if you take antibiotics obviously you should take a probiotic after you're done with that just to reset everything, but there are also a couple medicine treatments to people that have maybe like an upset gut biome. The first one is relaxation therapy. So it's it's literally telling your body to calm the F down. So visualization with restful music. Uh, research tells people that these therapies are most effective when combined with cognitive behavioral therapy, which we will get into uh, in a different episode because that is quite a beast, uh, but I do love talking about it. Uh, deep relaxation. Also, biofeedback is huge. It teaches you how to control automatic body responses. So, like learning how to control heart rate or temperature with the assistance of these electronic devices that provide feedback. So, biofeedback is huge. Uh, one that I would definitely really recommend. Also, like please don't be afraid to go see a doctor if you're having a ton of anxiety and you don't want to get on synthetic medication, which I totally understand. Like I've been there. I was on synthetic medication for two and a half years. Uh, I, I, hmm, how do I say this (laughs) peacefully and gracefully? I think it worked for what it could have worked for, but I felt like a shell of a human being when I was on synthetic antidepressants. I didn't want to kill myself, but I also wasn't super stoked about being alive either. And so since then I've weaned myself off synthetic medication. I uh, microdose now, which has been an absolute game changer, but I also eat relatively clean. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love McDonald's uh, for a late night cheeseburger and fries. And I do love going out to eat and trying new foods. But I do when I'm home cooking or when Johnny and I are cooking, we try really hard to be mindful of the ingredients that we're putting in our body and eating relatively clean because I just, we, you know, we feel better when you eat that way. But if you're concerned and you really want to get a grip on on that gut brain axis, It might be a GI tract thing. Guys, go talk to a doctor. Go get a scope done. Like, go ask some questions, you know? If you don't know, you don't know. And so you should always be looking for that information. You should always be curious about your body because what works for me might not work for you. And you might need something else, which is totally fine. I would also definitely try to stay away from too many synthetic options. Uh, I... Would love to go the natural route with a few things, but I am definitely, you know, if I'm sick or have a sinus infection, I'm absolutely taking an antibiotic because I know it's going to kill it. Uh, That's definitely part of my personality. But there is a massive connection between your brain and your gut and your body. And so learning how those are all connected and how you can kind of take charge of them and be responsible for them is, I think, I think something everyone needs to do. So with that said, I, I just want to say I'm kicking I'm myself for taking so long to get this episode out to you guys. Podcasting is something I genuinely love. And if we're being completely transparent, I have had a lot on my plate the last little bit, but this is something that it doesn't feel like work for me when I do it. And so I'm committed to getting back to weekly episodes for you guys, uh, And just being back here, this is so good for my brain. And and I want to keep continuing to build the community that I have built with Facing the Sun and by bringing you guys really, really beautiful um, knowledge through guests and through my own research and experiences. And so thank you for being patient with me. I genuinely appreciate it so much. If you have any questions on getting to know your gut brain axis or anything I mentioned earlier, I know I kind of dropped some heavy information in there with like having an eating disorder and coming out of a marriage and dealing with a divorce and all that stuff, like been around the block in a few ways, a different, a few different times. So if you guys need to talk about anything, obviously I'm here. You can find me on all of my socials. You can shoot me a DM, do all of it. Send me an email. I'm happy to talk to you guys, but I will be back on Monday with another episode and I will see you so soon. Bye guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you. If you want to keep up with all the happenings, be sure to like, follow, subscribe. You know the drill. You can also find me on Instagram at samadams7 and find out more about the biz at sunfloweragencies.com. That's S-N-F-L-W-R agencies.com. Thanks, guys.